You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, this glorious Tuesday morning, we are ahead of time, Jim Rosati. Jim, it's, it's not a Thursday. We didn't skip Wednesday and have to delay this to Thursday. Here we are on a Tuesday morning with Starbucks. Tuesday morning, bright and early. <clears throat> Fresh off of, uh, we had some news to talk about, so we had to hop on, didn't we? There's definitely some news to talk about. Um, I don't, I mean, I know the format of the show is pretty much, you know, we, we wake up. <laughs> Tired as hell. <laughs> I, I guess Basically. the days that we do actually wake up to do it, right? Um, and then we know we, we we go back and forth a little bit. How was your you know your week and this and that? I don't know. I feel like I just want to get right into this. I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm also packed. Little b- peek behind the curtain. I'm also packed on my way to Key West, like right after the show. You know, we weren't even sure if we were going to have a show this week. I'm going to be out of town all week. Yes. Yes, I'm going to be in Key West, everybody. Not to rub it in. Um, but we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, big trade yesterday. So, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, let's, let's kind of hop Huge. right into it. All right. So, I guess, let's, like you said, <clears throat> let's just go into it. Here I am, also in the midst of packing and ordering dinner. I, I see an alert on my <laughs> phone. Um Jeff Passan, right? The Passan bomb dropped. A trade, yeah. a trade with the Pirates with Joe Musgrove. That in itself, not shocked, right? I mean, there was like no smoke at all. There was no like, like you know, there's talks heating up, right? It just out of nowhere, a trade happened with San Diego Padres. So again, as mentioned, the Musgrove thing, not so shocked. The Padres aspect of it. Are you kidding me? Like the San Diego Padres who made the deal with? Everything was lining up with like the Angels, Possibly the Yankees, maybe Toronto. Out of nowhere comes the San Diego Padres. Like, they don't have enough pitching. Yeah, kind of crazy that they would even be in the market for Musgrove. Um, But here we are. Um, They're now the owners of Joe Musgrove, along with a lot of other pitchers. And, uh, yeah, but they – I will say this out of the Padres, they they were clearly a good match prospect wise because of the depth that they have in their organization. Right. So yeah, it, it all in all, it seemed pretty good and we'll, we'll dissect kind of the return, but it, it's, it seems like a pretty fair trade. There's, there's, you know, definitely a headliner of the deal. Um, and then some, some, some other, some other guys that, you know, who knows, who knows what happens to them. Gotcha. So let's let's maybe talk, you know, like I said, first reaction, this this trade happens. And like you said, it the first thing we saw was it was Hudson Head. 
You know, I, I can't say that mm-hmm. we knew for sure that was going to be the headline, but the first thing that came out was Hudson Head is going back to the Padres. So with that being said, what was your take and thoughts right away? Um, so at first I was like, you know, Hudson Head is a good prospect, ton of upside, young, right? Um, I figured, you know, if, if you, you could have done this trade two ways, right? You could have gone like with two players like Hudson Head, or you could have gone like the way that the Pirates did where they went with Hudson Head and then a, a group of four other guys, Um you know, so, but this is exactly kind of what I, you know, I've kind of said this whole time that the return for Musgrove is probably going to be pretty similar to what we saw in the Starling Marte trade. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where Marte was traded for, you know, two prospects that were, that were not in the top 100, but, you know, they were close. They were knocking on the door. And that's what you have with Hudson Head. So Hudson Head, not in a top 100 list, but knocking on the door. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on top 100 list, you know, maybe when mid season comes and some people graduate, Uh, but he's, he's a, he's a talented bat. Um, And I think that's, I mean, I I, looking at him now, you got to think he slates into, if not the top outfield prospect in the pirates organization, you know, maybe, maybe the second best, you know, him and swagger, you're kind of there. Okay. And that's fair. So like my first thought too coming out, and I mean, you know, I'm going to be totally honest. Like I'm not as well versed into the Padre system. Like I know a lot of the, like the top end people and stuff. Out, and, and I'm aware of it. And definitely some people in there. And, you know, as mentioned, what's funny is baseball America just released their top 100 yesterday. So I did put out there the pirate stuff and I was like, and I feel obligated to, like I had to put out the Padre stuff because, you know, we're the honorary San Diego Padres podcast now also. Right, Jim. Right. So, right. I had to put them out there, which they, they had. Like, if you want to count the signing of Kim this year, right? Um, then they have seven people in their top 100 list. Head didn't make that list. Okay, so I did know Head was not in that top 100 because I tweeted out the Padres and I saw everyone there. Um, so I guess like my initial thing with Head was, oh boy, that's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh boy, okay. you know when I when I saw that because. <laughs> Yes, I understand there's there's definitely a lot of people that overvalue Joe Musgrove. Um, and it just is what it is. Like, I get when you put the fan glasses on. You know, you see your players all the time. Like, you, I believe there's something to Joe Musgrove. And I do, you know. I, I've been saying, like, I, I think there's definitely something behind the curtains with Joe Musgrove. He's a good pitcher, and he showed it this year. And, you know, definitely the, the fast, past few starts. But there's also teams on, the, you know, the other end that – they're going to knock him down. Think about when they can go to arbitration. Your own team knocks you down, right? Because they mm-hmm. want to pay you. I mean, that's what other teams are doing in, in these trade process, right? Well, he's not really that good, guys. Come on, Ben. He's not that good. Look at his ZRA. Look at all this, right? So yeah. I think there's definitely over valuation on a lot of people from the Pirates side. But I do believe he was good. He couldn't have a return. And what I think really helped him was this year's market. Um, just with things happening. So when I saw Head as the return, I, I did. I felt like, I hope he's not the headliner. You know, I I, I would rather see someone more so that, like Ryan Weathers would be perfect. You know, he, he did slide into the top 100 this year. Um, you know, albeit that the lower end, but his velocity ticked up. You know, he was a pretty decent prospect. Daddy's a former major leaguer. Um, you know, I, I like Weathers. 
I, th- I know you kind of know I like weathers behind the scenes a little bit as well. Right, right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I-, I felt like something less risky, more established for Joe Musgrove. So that's how I felt with Head because to me, everything that you said is true. But I also feel on the other side, he comes with a lot of risk. Yeah, and all these guys do, actually. So, like, none of these guys really are, you know, quote-unquote established. Like, none of them, you know, you, David Bednar, you know, is a major leaguer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's pitched in the majors parts of the last two years in the bullpen. So, I think he's someone that you can expect to compete for a, a bullpen job this year. But the other guys in the trade, one hasn't even played a game in minor league baseball yet. Right, and that's... um. That's Drake Fellows. Um, so who knows really <laughs> anything about him? Um, and then you got Hudson Head, who you know has played rookie ball. Uh, Omar Cruz hasn't pitched above A ball. Andy Rodriguez hasn't played above rookie ball. Um, so yeah, I mean these are these are young guys. They're stock in the system with young guys who they hope will eventually develop. You know, you look at Omar Cruz's numbers in the minors and they look very good. Uh, So, you know, we'll see there. He is 21. It's about to be 22 and hasn't pitched above a ball, but that's going to be the case for a lot of people this year because there was no minors last year. Right. And and that's Um, one thing I want to keep in perspective as well. I mean, that lost season hurts a lot of things because yeah, especially I think for us because we're going to talk and dive and you know evaluate these things that happens, the trade and such. But we don't get to see what happened last year when some of these players were in, you know, like their camps. Like a great example of that is mm-hmm. as we mentioned with the top one hundreds. I guess maybe it's our chance to dabble into it a bit. Shane Boz yeah. went way up on list. You know, like BA had him as the number fifty eight prospect in baseball. Now you mean Quinn Quinn Priester? What I say. He said Shane Boz. <laughs> I will say this. They're both, Shane Boz they're both did not former, make the list. Former Pirates first rounders with long blonde hair. There so, you go. I mean, it's easy to get them confused. In back-to-back years, I believe, as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's an easy mm-hmm. mistake on my part. Um, yeah. yeah, so Quinn Priester went up there. Number 58 prospect in baseball, Bob B.A. And, and right, like you would say, well, what changed? He didn't have a season. And it was because there's been a lot of talk behind you know, the curtains, a lot of talk that we can't see. There was no season, but... You know, evaluators and such were just praising him uh, in Altoona this year. So a lot of the stuff could have been done with these guys that we don't get to see it. You know, we just see rookie ball in 2019. So I understand that fact that I just want to preference that, like, to be fair, right? Um, But <laughs> that's, that's still where I'm at. Like, that's what kind yeah. of bothers me a bit with this trade was, albeit he's not going to get you the number 20 prospect in baseball, Joe Musgrove was the chip this year. And this is such a risky, risky trade. And it's like, if I'm going to be honest with myself, okay, I can't, I can't be critical of the Clevenger trade. I can't be critical of the Blake Snell trade, right? I can't be critical of the U Darvish trade and then come out here and tell you, I love this trade. I don't love this trade. It's it's fair return in the sense of when you add up all these pieces, like that's 
value for Joe Musgrove. And like people say, I mean, it's true. Like mm-hmm. the Pirates got five players for Joe Musgrove. Four of them prospects. Uh, I guess three of them prospects, one major leaguer, and then Luke, we got to add in Lucchese. Yeah, well, well, they still got five people. Yeah, so, oh, so yeah. three prospects, right? And then again, like Benar, you can't really say he's a prospect. Like he's he's pitched yeah. the majors. I'm I'm counting him out. Technically, yes, but I'm counting him out. He's a major leaguer at this point in time. Yeah, right. Lucchese is not a prospect. He's got over two years of service time. Right, Not and that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. again, technically speaking, it's four, but I want to say it's three prospects and two major well, leaguers because I'm calling you're missing Drake Fellows, so four prospects. Okay, one major you're leaguer right. in <laughs> in Bedner, and then yeah, out of the blue, the Mets come rolling in as the surprise third team, and uh, yeah, they they acquire Joey Lucchesi. So. Right, so. Again, the, to me, there's a lot of risk in this when this guy was your chip. I, I I don't hate the return, right? But, again, it's it's very risky. But, again, it, it comes with high reward. Like, if if head, hit, if head hits, man, we're going to have fun with this player for a lot of years. If head hits, that's a potential five-tool player, right? Four-tool, almost like for sure. If the power does develop. He could turn into a five-tool outfielder, center fielder. Is that fair? Yeah, I think, uh, and, and I think that's kind of where our differences are on this trade. Is I, I am a pretty big Hudson Head fan. Um, well, I don't have his know, autographed baseball card, Jim. So that's that's true. So um, <clears throat> no, I think, um, but but as you mentioned, it is risky. Like again, none of these guys are you know, established as impact talented players. But again, going back to, to the Marte trade, I kind of keep wanting to go back to that. Sure. I, I feel like this is very similar to that and that, Hey, let's acquire some young guys with talent and see what happens. And, and, you know, Hudson head is one of those young guys that does have some pedigree. So it's not, it's not like Hudson head is just coming out of the blue. He was a third-round draft pick. He was signed for $3 million. So the Padres obviously liked what they saw in him. One of those guys who you know, was, was going to go to college ended up signing a huge overslot deal to sign, to sign with the Padres. So the Padres liked what they saw in Hudson Head to give him $3 million. Highest right. signing bonus ever for a third-round pick. So um, there's something there. Uh, and and uh, I, so I, I think that's kind of the – that is definitely the centerpiece here. And if Hudson Head, I said, I think he's someone who's kind of right on outside that top 100 list right now. Like if you were to extend it yeah. to maybe a top 120 to 125, he's in there. Um, so, so this is, it's a very, it's a very similar situation to that Marte trade where, you know, Piguero and Malone were kind of knocking on the door there. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference now, just instead of, uh, you know, having just two people, you know, they've got four you know, those four aren't necessarily knocking on the door of any top 100 list, but, um, but, but they're all, they're all guys and they, they seem to have some talent and they're coming from a good organization. So right. I, I, again, I agree with you. Like there's, I'm not overwhelmed or astounded by this trade. Like I'm not looking at this trade and saying, Oh my God, we won this, this deal. Um, I think it's a fair trade on both sides. Like I think the Padres have to be happy with it. They, they got Joe oh, yeah. Musgrove and didn't have to give up 
any of their top seven prospects, right? Um, and and then I think the Pirates kind of have to be happy too. I don't, I don't, I really don't know if they could have gotten a better package than this, especially from the teams that were rumored. Like the Blue Jays couldn't have put anything together close to this. The Yankees probably couldn't have put anything together close to this. So I, I think just kind of out of the teams that were out there, mm-hmm. this this is this is probably the best that you could have hoped for. And that's, I think, very fair. And I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, like they're, you might have got a better player in this deal if you went with, say, the Angels, maybe the Blue Jays and the Yankees and such, right? But I think as an entire package, like, yeah, you're right. Like, the Yankees can't put together this. They, they would deplete their farm, and I don't think they're ready to do that. Like, Toronto the same. Right? The Angels really don't have much of a farm. Like, they have a few top-end guys, and then it drops off pretty steadily. Right. Um, yeah. So it's like, I think there could have been a better player, you know, a one-for-one. One. If you compared, like, head to maybe what the Yankees could have offered and such, like, you know, I think that could have been better. But so, right. Yeah. So the Yankees can say, well, you know, hey, this guy's more of a sure shot. Take it or leave it. You know, and you get some of the Padres like this and say, well, you know, head might not be a short shot, but he's got potential. But here's here's a lot of other pieces, too. So I could see where Charrington would say, like, yeah, let's go ahead and bite on this deal. Uh, I mean, listen, it's no it's no shock. You know, we all know Joe Musgrove has been out there. These talks, I'm sure, have been going on for months. Right. So it's not as if Charrington just got this offer today. and was like, oh, let's jump on and take it. I mean, he's been evaluating the scene i'm sure for a while and he made the decision to go with this so i can get that um i, I guess it's where i'm at man is so, so again like we talked about the clevenger deal you know and my thing with the clevenger deal was just it, there's a lot of like coal vibes to it right and then the blake snell comes out and you know like mm-hmm. like all these deals the padres did not one of them hurt you know like not one the Blake Snell one, I guess, is the closest to it with Patino. But it, to get Blake but Snell. But you get Blake's. Yeah, you get Blake Snell. <laughs> right. So. You know, it's like not one trade do I feel like Preller made and just like bit his, you know, mm, mm-hmm. I don't want to yep. do this. But, you know, it was like, hell yeah. Like Preller <laughs> seriously just bullied the MLB since last year the, at the deadline. He's been bullying the MLB. I don't, I don't get this. I'm just like completely shocked. And it's, it's just the fact that how great Preller has been in like this past, well, for the most of the rebuild, but especially like this past seven months, it's been yeah. outstanding what he has done. The players he has acquired and the players he had to give up to get them, you know, and I'm going to play some of this. This is how I feel about this trade. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Yeah, I mean, you've now. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. It's it's like all of MLB has seriously left AJ Preller off the hook. They know who they are. He's come in and it's like every team has returned Preller's phone call. It's like you know what? All right, let's make a deal. And he's like hypnotized him. He's like, here's here's what you're gonna give me. There's there's no rebuttal. Here's what you're gonna give me. And every GM's like, yes, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is, uh, but again, what they've done such a good job in this rebuilding process that 
they had the they had the guys, they had the pieces to trade to make these things happen. Um, I mean, they 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 have just gone out there and just flooded flooded their system uh-huh. with uh, with young talent and and you know they were able. It, what's what's crazy is you look at this trade, right, and you you compare it to like the U Darvish trade, and and I, I think you can definitely say the Padres gave up more to acquire Musgrove than they did U Darvish. Uh-huh. Um, Darvish comes with a little bit heftier salary and everything, but you know, out of all these pitchers that they have acquired, um, you know, Clevenger, Darvish, uh, Snell, <laughs> Musgrove, they've just acquired almost an entire rotation of pitchers. <laughs> oh, and by the way, they still have um, Lamette and Paddock, and then Gore still just chilling there. I, like, oh my god, <laughs> I, I, don't, um, I don't understand. I don't understand. Gore's not even gonna make the team. Like he's there's no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, so so you've got you've got these guys that you've acquired. They didn't really give up a whole lot for Darvish, but I think that was more they took on salary. So that's why that's why that deal wasn't as as hefty. Blake Snell, they gave up they gave up a you know a top thirty prospect uh-huh. um, to to acquire Blake Snell. So they they gave up something for Snell. Um Clevenger was really, you look at it and it was a lot, it was similar to this trade. I think I, I think you could kind of compare the Clevenger deal to the paddock. I mean, to the, to the Musgrove deal. Um, yeah. A lot of players, right. Nothing truly impactful on there. More major league. Um, I, I, again, I, I more, do. I, I just yeah. compare that more to the coal trade. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of guys, right. It was um, a lot of misfits. You know, I, it seemed like for the Padres. Yeah. Which now, especially like the way they've over like revamped this team even further this year, which is you know you ask yourself how can they revamp that team even more? Um, mm-hmm. the, none of those guys that went to the Indians are making this Padres club. So that's true. I mean, like Austin Hedges, Josh Naylor, and Cal Quantrill don't have any space on you know on the Padres right now. So right. It, it 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 when you have as much talent as the Padres have, you can just you can do stuff like this. And it's not going to hurt your team at all because, yeah, you're giving up some people who may be contributors, but you just got a number two starter or you just got a number three starter. Like, uh, I mean, they, they're, this rotation is now just absolutely loaded, just loaded. Um, and to go along with some of the most exciting hitters in in the league this team this team's gonna be good like we talked about their last trade after snell you know is have they caught the dodgers you know and and then they go out and they do this it's it's crazy i'm i'm really surprised that they went out and acquired joe musgrove just because i didn't think they really needed him but i mean yeah i mean does musgrove slot into the number five spot is is he the fifth starter well, I mean, I he, he has to he has to be on a major yeah, league team. I mean, and, right? Yeah. I don't think they're you know. You just mentioned all these guys. Like he's he's your number five starter for this team. I mean, we're hyping up Joe Musgrove and saying this guy is a number three, right. could be a number two. You know, if everything hits, like he actually is a good pitcher. You know, so yeah, like yeah. on a contending team, you know, be number. You know, he's probably not going to be the number two pitcher on some really good playoff team, right? Besides so number right. five. Like we're talking about all the the hype that Joe Musgrove brings, right? What he can, you know, what he can really do, and how good of a pitcher he really is. And he's your number five. And Jim, like you just mentioned, if a pitcher goes down, 
It's only Mackenzie Gore that comes in and takes over and fills a spot somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Gore. This is and then this right behind him. So crazy. Right behind him. I mean, I guess you still also have Adrian Marejan, right? Who's twenty-two, right? Already has some major league experience. Um, I, I don't know if he's still on prospect lists or not, but I mean, he's also good. Um, so yeah, this this team's stacked. And- I mean, I would think. Yeah, it's insane. And I was just gonna say, and just chime in here too is like, and the thing is too, like most of these pitchers they acquired aren't just like Reynolds. It's not like it's a one year done. I mean, they have some years of control. Mm -hmm. So you know, even like next year, Clevenger is gonna come back. What the hell? (laughs) Like, there's gonna be so many trades next year too because the Padres can't fill. I mean, they're gonna have to make decisions. They might be trading a paddock. They might be replenishing their farm even further. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's. I think they end up. I mean, if you're the Padres, and next year you have Clevenger back, and you still have all these guys. Like none of these guys are are free agents. Clevenger, Snell, Darvish. I think you probably trade someone like you could probably flip Clevenger for a really nice package. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll or, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean they they can make the decision. I mean it depends yeah. on who pitches and what this year or how you know, stock goes up and down or whatever, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy to see what they've done. And I'm with you. Like I was, when the Snell trade happened, I kind of felt like, cause there was at the time talks that they're looking at Darvish. I just felt like, ah, Snell was the better package and they went with them. So when they also did Darvish, like literally that night, I believe, or the next day, I was shocked yeah. on that to a degree. It's like, oh wow, they went and got both. So like you're saying, and now on top of that, they also got Joe Musgrove. So, I mean, yes, what the Padres are doing, man, Man, I mean, it's just Preller, like, almost to perfection, this rebuild. And maybe a lot of it was the timing, the pandemic yeah. and everything that, that helped in his favor, but he, he has. He's just simply bullied the MLB over the past seven, eight months. Like, it just, it just to me, is ridiculous what he has done. And, and kudos to him. But, you know, again, like, back mm-hmm. to the Pirates side of this. So they get that deal. And, again, I know why I was saying three prospects, and I'll say it, because they got – um Rodriguez by flipping Lucchesi. So at the time it was three prospects uh Bednar and Lucchesi. So then now they go ahead and yeah. flip Lucchesi to the Mets. They get <clears throat> Jim, they get the catcher that a lot of people in Pittsburgh media are just dying to have. We have to have a catcher. So we finally get the catcher. So maybe we he's can like see a sort of catcher. He, he 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 catches like half the time. Right. <laughs> But I guess that will satisfy some people's needs. Yeah. So we get the catcher that we have to have. Uh, flip to the Mets. Uh, you get Edney Rodriguez. What are your thoughts on this one here? Um. So at first, you know, when the, when it was coming out that Lucchesi was involved, I was like, okay, that's that's a major league starting pitcher that's probably going to slot right into our rotation. Honestly, probably be our number three starter behind mm-hmm. behind Keller and, and Tyone. So I was like, all right, well that that'll work. I mean, he's, he's like, he's someone who can eat up innings for a team that's going to be terrible. Right. And, and he's, <laughs> he's like, he's going to be an actual major league pitcher who you won't want to just rip your eyes out every time he starts. It's so that's fair. what I was thinking at first. Um, and, and and then, the, then all of a sudden, the Mets come in as this this surprise team, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at it, the Pirates don't necessarily need Joey Lucchesi. Like, he was somebody who I was like, okay, he's just going to replace Musgrove in the rotation. Um, but Andy Rodriguez, I don't know a lot about him, um, but it, it seems like he's probably the number two piece in this deal. Maybe, you know, him and and Cruz kind of up there, kind of tied for, for like the second best piece here. But young, young guy, um, 20 years old, mm-hmm. Mets number 15 prospect. Uh, doesn't look like he hits for a lot of power, but, you know, more of a hitting for average type guy. His on-base percentage, his on-base skills seem good. But, again, we're, we're talking about rookie ball. Right. And, and in a lost 2020 season. So, <laughs> So yeah, we I don't really know I couldn't really talk on him very much. He he did make it to the United States last year. Um so that was that was good to see. So I would imagine somebody will start off in A ball this this coming year. Yeah. And yeah, see what happens. But we the Pirates have no catchers in the organization right now, so he immediately becomes the top catching prospect. Yeah, and I'll say that to him. I mean obviously again, like I'm not like you said, not as um I've known this guy forever. Um, but yeah, looking at him, seeing reports and such, um, definitely a hit tool. It seems like, you know, he's going to hit in the future. The power isn't really there. Um, got a decent arm. He threw out, I think 42% of catchers in 2019. Um, so, so it's like, he's, he's athletic, right? And as you mentioned, he's played outfield. He's played, I think, let me go down here make sure he's played. Yeah. Catcher first left center and right. Um, which actually is kind of funny because I did see a comparison, which makes a lot of sense, right? At Diamondbacks with Varsho, like the catcher there, he's a touted prospect for the you know Diamondback mm-hmm. system. Came up and he plays catcher in center field because you know that's a very common trait, right? Your catcher is to play also center field, um, but it just shows to his athleticism and also maybe yeah. Rodriguez is, as well, very athletic. So I guess you know there's definitely questions if he'll stick behind the plate. Uh, I obviously see with him being in the pirate system, they're going to make every effort to keep him behind, you know, the plate catch. Right. Um, if that is his true calling, we'll find out. But I mean, yeah, there's some athleticism there. He is very young. He was signed um, internationally. It's like, I don't hate the player. I don't hate the idea, but to me, I was, I was okay. As mentioned with the, the Padres trade when I saw a head involved, right? I hope he's not the headliner. You know, there's a lot of risk, but when I saw Lucchesi there, I actually was really excited about it. And it might sound contradictive of what we said just, well, not really a week ago, like four days, I guess, because we did it on Thursday. Um, when we talked about the possible like Benintendi deal, like if you're going to trade Musgrove, Benintendi mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because you have to flip him, right? Yep. And Benintendi yep. has two years of control like Musgrove, <clears throat> like it doesn't match up. Well, the the Pirates got a package. I mean, they got a lot of players. Head the headliner, which is on the cusp of the top 100. When you add Lucchesi in, they're like, yeah, he's probably one that you're going to flip, but I like that. We got prospects and this guy. I feel like, you know what? I'm really comfortable with this because I kind of like Lucchesi too. Like, he's he's not outstanding. Like, to me, he kind of reminds me of a lot of, like, Musgrove. I mean, a little bit different type of a pitcher, of course, but something that like there's more to him i feel like that it can be unlocked and it's like how great you're losing musgrove this you know everyone's going to need arms this team's in a rebuild 
you know, this is like our our project. We got in a trade opposed to sign. Like we're gonna get him, we're gonna slot him in the rotation. We're gonna work with him. We're gonna. He's not been a bad pitcher by any means. It's not as if he's been terrible. You know, like right above a four ERA for you know his career. Um, he slides into the Pirates. They need arms. He does well, and it's like even if he doesn't draw a lot of interest this year, he's got four years of control. Like he's a free agent in twenty twenty five. You can flip him next year. You can you know like you can work with this guy. He can give you the innings you need now. And then you can trade them in my mind, okay? I'm not the evaluator, but it's like in my mind, something better than Rodriguez. That actually was my biggest issue with this trade. Because again, Lucchesi was involved in this, so I was now okay with the Padres deal for the most part. I think yeah. my biggest thing was flipping Lucchesi now for Rodriguez. I almost felt like you might get better. We all know arms going to be needed this year, of course, at the deadline. Like if he comes in and he's pitching well, you can go out to any team and say, you need arms right now. Here you go. But also, he comes with three more years of control after this year. Yeah, and, and we kind of talked about it in the five minutes that it seemed like he was going to be a pirate. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah pirate he, career ever? <laughs> he would have been, yeah, I mean, he, he would have slotted right into the rotation. And, yeah, he, he he's actually had some success in, in the majors. So it's not you know out of the realm of possibility to think that he can – he can do that. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't very long ago. He's 27, so he, I mean, definitely not not a prospect anymore. But he's he's pitched basically two full seasons in the major leagues now. Um, but yeah, I was with you. I was thinking, okay, this is a, this is someone who can who can pitch for maybe a year or two, you know, in our starting rotation while we suck, you know. But he's someone who can go out there and eat innings, uh, and then potentially if he goes back to where he was in 2019 you know he's he becomes a trade ship right so right. I, I was i was kind of thinking along the same lines um but again i'm, I'm fine with this like again if, if we're gonna tank then we don't necessarily need him i guess you're trading him for you know for, for rodriguez now and who knows if luchesi you know if he pitches this year and pitches great and you can trade him for something better and or he pitches this year and he pitches like he did in his very limited time last year and you can't get anything better for him. So next thing you know, you DFA him. Right. So I guess I kind of see the thought process here. You know, you get what you can for him because it's yeah. not like the Pirates necessarily need him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I, I was, I was a little bit more on, I, I would agree with you. I like the trade more when Luchesi was a pirate. Like okay. when, when, when Luchesi was coming to the Pirates, I like to trade a little bit more. So I'm with you there. Gotcha. So I think that's where I'm at. So maybe to kind of wrap up the trade evaluation, like as a whole in that sense. Um, yeah, I, I was worried a bit about the trade when I saw Head because I figured he'd be the headline. I mean, why would he back out first? Uh, which is seeing that. And then again, like after the prospect things came out, then it was Luchesi. And I was like, oh, wow, actually, I, I do like this. Um, and then it was like four minutes later. Well, there's a third team involved. You're thinking, oh, God, what's happening? And now it's him going to the Mets to get Rodriguez. Uh, listen, overall, what we do, what the Pirates do get in this deal and how it went down, I don't hate the trade. I, I don't hate it by any means. I want to get it out there. I don't hate it. Um, it's risky. But this, we've been saying it, like this farm doesn't really have stars. I, Maybe maybe Cabrian Hayes can be that. We'll find out. 
also jumped up there. becomes the number 15 prospect in baseball by BA. I mean, I would say Brian, Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz might be the two right now that could potentially give you star power. But this, this farm is deep. And what this did, you know, this trade last night, is it just made it that much more deeper. So as we are, we're talking about the deal with the Padres, and if we talked, out, talked up to Padres, how deep they are. Like, what you're seeing right now is the Pirates farm has gotten very, very deep. It might not be, you know, we don't have the McKenzie Gores. We don't have the J.J. Abrams. But we have plenty of, like, the Hudson Heads right now. Lots of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of really good players, but not exceptional on our farm. And right now, I'm okay with that. Yep. So, yeah. And, and, I mean, if you look at it, you know, Brian Reynolds was kind of a, t- a player like that. Like, not, uh-huh. not super hyped, but had a lot of tools. And, you know, hopefully... Hopefully it goes back to the way he was in 2019. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> they're, they're very deep. The system is very deep. Like they're, you have Brian Hayes up top, you know, as far as the talent goes. Then you got Cruz. You've got um, you've Gonzalez. Got Gonzalez, right? So Priester, I think those boss. are, yeah. So I think, I think those are your top three if we're talking, you know, hitters, obviously. And then there is a drop, but you've got a lot of guys there in that category that could, could break out and have tools to do it. And, and, you know, if we're looking at, you know, Swaggerty's getting to the age where he has to basically do it this year. Um, you know, you got Swaggerty, you now have head, you have uh, Piguero. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, they definitely, they definitely have a lot of talent into the system. Charrington has done a good job of, of bringing in more talent for sure. Like this is now a pretty deep system. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see where head slates in on pirates top, top lists. Like I think he'll be obviously top 10, but I, I he's probably not top five. No, I was going to say, actually, you I know. feel like he almost slots in right where he was with the Padres. Yeah. Like yeah. he might be I, our I number so eight prospect as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is I fair. He's kind of right around there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this, the the pirate system has has become a pretty deep system um, over the last two years, right? So hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on who they get this year, you you would imagine it's going to be very very good. I know a lot of people want Rocker. Um, if it is the case, you know, if it's Rocker, and then if we're tanking again this year, which I mean, if we have like what is it like a forty three, forty four million dollar payroll right now, like there's not that much yeah. talent. We're trying to. <clears throat> purge as much as possible like i can only imagine we're getting a top three pick you know in 2021 as well uh well 2022 sorry is 21 already so it's like maybe the star power is coming now it's being acquired via the draft hopefully um so you talked about charrington here's one to pivot a little bit because here's where i'm fired up on some things today last night and now today i am tired Tired, 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 tired. And this is probably going to make me turn into, a, a, once again, like the NS9, the nutting, and not nutting, but Huntington apologists. Yes. Because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, once again, to me, the overcorrection. You know, it's why, like, when I talk about Juju, and I think when people and in, in the fans in Pittsburgh talk about Juju, it's the overcorrection because there's so much hate for him amongst media. You know, like, this is my overcorrection of Huntington. 
I don't love Huntington, but it's like he's I'm sick and tired of Charrington being the face now. And like he's done nothing wrong. Charrington is the angel, the perfect GM for the Pirates. Mm -hmm. Everything he does is now magic, and it has to pivot to, and Huntington would never do this, and Huntington would never do this, and thank God we have Charrington because Huntington would never do this. And it's like literally everything that Charrington has done, you look at, I look at it, give me your opinion on this, tell me if I'm wrong, but I look at it and say, this is what Huntington would do for the most part. Most part. There's some differences. Yeah. But like in the body of work, maybe 80% of the stuff that Charrington has done, I'd say Neil would have done the same thing. I think it depends on the mindset. So like Neil wasn't in the mindset of tear this thing down and rebuild it. Right. Right. Neil, Neil tried to, Neil, Neil was able to establish a window. The pirates were able to win during that window. Then when the window started closing, he tried you know, holding that window open a little bit longer. And that's where he failed. Um, so I, I think it's just kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, and, and I, I'm kind of with you. Like it's a little overkill to be like, you know, this is, this is, you know, what a real GM gets when it comes to uh, trading one of their players, <laughs> because I mean, first off, the, you know, you mentioned it, Joe Musgrove, was in the Garrett Cole trade. So the Pirates... We'll get to no, that I'm not part saying that. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want so, to let you know so, that that's also the right, one. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> but but I think I think it just... I don't know if you can compare the two, like, deal for deal right now. Um, because, especially, like, in the last five years or so. Because Huntington wasn't making trades like this. He He wasn't gutting the major league team. He was trying to reload it. Right. right. And he and he, he wanted to extend that. that window. I mean, there was still talent right. on the major league level. He wanted to keep it going. Yeah. So he and he failed miserably yes. at extending the window. And right? that's so fair. I think we'll we'll all agree with that. Like he, he had a window, he tried extending it, and he failed. Um if Huntington would have said, you know what, window's closing, let's blow it up. Yeah, I think these are exactly the kind of trades that Huntington would have made. So there, I, I'm not seeing anything different in these trades than, you know, when Jason Bay was traded or, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I, I had a conversation. You made some valid with, points. You made some valid points you know, last I, night. Speak to him. Right. And, and, and I mean, I'm just going to say, so like, I mean, I had a conversation with DK on Twitter and, you know, he brought up the Jason Bay trade as a massive failure. And yeah, you know what? In hindsight, massive failure, right? Andy LaRoche never developed. Brandon Moss never developed here, became an all-star after he left here. Um, But Brandon Moss never developed here. Um, Brian Morris, you know, was, was a bust. So, but at the time of that trade, you know, Andy LaRoche was the the headliner. Andy LaRoche Mm -hmm. was the top, was, was according to Baseball America, the number 31 prospect in baseball at the time, 31. So I, I, I don't know if it's fair to necessarily criticize. Listen, in hindsight, it was terrible, right? That's that's Patino territory, by yeah. the way. Right. Like what so like in, Blake in Snell hindsight, got from the Padres. Or, yeah. So in hindsight, awful trade, right? Mm-hmm. But if 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 we would have gone out there and gotten Andy LaRoche in this trade, like let's say Andy LaRoche was born 10 years later and he was part of this trade, I mean, that would have been a steal. 
that the Pirates would have gotten number 31st overall past prospect in baseball for Joe Musgrove. Right? Same person who so just bashed I, the previous GM and everything would be praising this deal because you, you're right. You're right. So they got the number I mean, one thir- they got the number 31 prospect, Jim. Yeah. Amazing. Carrington's done amazing. Right. And here's the thing, like I, I like this trade. Like I think it's 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 fair value for what Musgrove was going to bring. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much right on point with what I was expecting him to get back. So I think Charrington did a fine job making this trade. And I think he's making the right move in rebuilding because you know, he, that's just kind of what where, what position we're in right now with the, the talent on the major league roster. Right. But I just don't – you can't evaluate a trade like this right now. Again, these are 19, yeah. 20, these are 19 I mean, and 20-year-old guys. Who knows? All of these players could be busts, and that's a possibility. Like, it's a possibility none of these guys could do anything. Right. So that's fair. So a couple of things you know? I want to bring to note of what you just said. You are right. I mean, you can't evaluate. I mean, that's what we're doing, but it doesn't close right. the book on it, obviously. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. with these guys. And right, like same thing like when, like you mentioned, the Andy LaRoche came over. Like, you can evaluate at the time. You can say, wow, number 31 prospect in baseball. This is great. But then in hindsight, you can look like, wow, that was terrible because he didn't pan out. And that's the same thing. So if you're praising this deal right here, as much as you love head, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> as much as you, you know, you, you love this deal and such, he can be a five-tool prospect just as e- just as easy as he can be a bust and not be an MLB. You could be looking at this deal, the same thing, in 10 years from now when Charrington's fired and we bring in whoever, Ryan Alexander becomes a GM. God, that's going to be oh terrible. Boy. But, you know, oh when Ryan boy. Alexander becomes a GM and, and, and Charrington's fired and now you want to spin and say, well, you know, Charrington was trash. And that's what you'll be talking about. This deal could easily be that deal as well. So... What you said is correct. The other thing that you said, which is, of course, become like the token word for NS9 now, I feel like, yes, this trade is fine. That's what this trade is. It is fine. It's not terrible. I'm not overly excited. Like, I'm not jumping for the joy that this happened. You know, he didn't fleece the Padres. If anything, I look at the other side and say the Padres did it again. You know, like they got Joe Musgrove now, and they're not hurting. Like, they're still in and getting Clevenger and Snell and Darvish and uh, Nola and now Musgrove, they're still a top farm system. It boggles me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I look at this more. It's, it's more of the, the story to me is more of the Padres, how the Padres are able to get Joe Musgrove again for this more than it is. The Pirates are able to get all this for Joe Musgrove. But like you mentioned, the value is fair. It is a fine deal. Team that's rebuilding. Yep. This farm's now even deeper now. It's fine. Can we now yeah. talk about the Cole and Joe Musgrove thing? Because that's the other thing yeah. that's on my head. Go ahead. That's, I'm that's so I know. sick I know you and tired of now. You know, it's cool and it's fun to make fun of Neil Huntington. And anything and everything he did was wrong. Let's keep it 100. Let's keep it fair. Not everything he did was wrong. And not everything that Ben Charrington doing is perfect. And there's way more similarities in the two that I find than what's being put out there. The next thing is, how can you tell me? Like, I'm since last night, that's I'm not gonna say all I've been hearing, but I've been seeing so much of, yeah, well, Charrington did it. You know, he did it. Shows he's great because he got more out of Joe Musgrove than what 
you know, Huntington did out of Garrett Cole. I'm sorry. And we had a little talk of this, so we'll give her sides. That, I don't understand that equation, that concept. If you are praising that we got a great return for Joe Musgrove, right? And there was nothing. We got nothing for Garrett Cole. Well, that's how you got Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove came here because you traded Garrett Cole. And again, two things can be true. I, I'm not praising the Garrett Cole trade. But what I'm saying is, I don't understand how you can say we got nothing for Garrett Cole and you can praise this deal when the guy's being traded that you got all this talent for was a player that you got for Garrett Cole. So if, if this is such talent, then clearly you got something from Garrett Cole because Joe Musgrove is one of them. Yes, it's 7.55, and I'm a bit fired up. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're good. <clears throat> uh, and and so I I agree with your premise that I think it's wrong to be, for people to say that the Pirates got more for Joe Musgrove than they did for Garrett Cole. Like, I do think it's possible to get more value for something that was part of a previous trade. Right. I, I think that's, I mean, it, it's possible, right. Even though that person was part of that previous trade, my, my issue with, with the statement is I don't think the returns as good as Garrett Cole. Um, and, and the main reason for that is because Joe Musgrove was part of that. And Joe Musgrove was, was pretty good. Um, Clearly a good pitcher. So, um, if you like this deal, then you think yeah. he's good. And if you think he's yeah, good, so, then you think that they got something good for Garrett Cole. <laughs> so I, um, and, and who knows? I mean, some of these prospects could come out and, and be better than Joe Musgrove. Right. But odds are like, odds are like Joe Musgrove is more valuable than, than any of these guys, the pirates got. And, and I'm not saying that it is in, you know, we shouldn't, we should just give up on these guys. No, and it's just, but that's just the way prospects work. More don't pan out than pan out. That's why you have packages where you get five prospects like this, because you're really just hoping that you hit on one or two of them. Yeah. And it might no just be Cruz ex- that you hit on, you right. know? Yeah. And no one's expecting that like all these players are going to hit and become major leaguers. That just doesn't happen. Right. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just math. <laughs> so, um, so when it comes to this, I just, I just think the, the statement itself is incorrect. I think the pirates did get more for Cole than they did for Musgrove, but at the same time, Garrett Cole was a lot better than Joe Musgrove had way more talent. And so I'm not saying the Garrett Cole trade was good by any means. It was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. but we're also, we're not comparing the same thing. Like we're not comparing I'm not going to compare Garrett Cole to Joe Musgrove and say that they're similar because they're not. Garrett Cole is one of the best pitchers in baseball, whereas Joe Musgrove is a useful guy on a major league team. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. S- well, similar, I, 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 I we'll find I, out. I, 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 yeah, once yeah. they banned all the foreign substances, who's better? <clears throat> but. I digress. Uh, <laughs> so again, to make things fair and how two things can be true, you are right. I mean, the goal, the Garrett Cole trade was underwhelming. I just, I hate the whole comparison of, well, we got nothing for that and we got so much for this, but yet you got so much from that player that was involved. And yet there's also Colin Moran out here 
you know, who who's still on the team. So you got something for, you know, the Garrett Cole trade. Like, I just can't, you can't say both things and they both be true. Like, you can't say we got right. nothing for Garrett Cole and we got so much because clearly Joe Musgrove was valuable because this is what you got for him. This was his value. So yeah. that's what I mean, you got from Garrett Cole was all this also, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. Joe Musgrove was a top 100 prospect. Can't I mean, say he wasn't that a about, prospect at the time of the. Can't say that about any of these guys. That the, yeah, he that wasn't a prospect at the time of the. He wasn't a prospect at the time of the trade because he played that year. Like that was that was his rookie year, his 2017 season. Right. But yeah, he was he was a prospect. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was a top 100 prospect going into that year. Um, yeah. So I I just I just disagree with the actual statement. I don't think I think it's still possible. Like I said, I, I, I don't disagree with the premise of the statement. I just disagree with the statement. Right. And and I think we just said before, too, none of these guys can make the MLB. And now this trade looks awful. And you still got way yeah. more from Garrett Cole, that you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a couple things off my chest. I'm still, you know, Pittsburgh sports media just, it's it's one of the reasons why NS9 is here. And, you know, it's it's just it, killing me right now again. And even rouse you up. Yeah. And there was another statement out there too. How, wow. You you know, the the people evaluate Joe Musgrove the same as you Darvish because, you know, we got the same pattern. It's like, again, no, like Joe Musgrove was $4 million this year. And you Darvish like 22 some million, like money's a factor too. Like, no, Joe Musgrove is not in the same stratosphere as you Darvish. (laughs) Let's get that clear as well. Money's an issue. Money's the reason why. You Darvish didn't get that much of a turn. Although that was still a fleece deal. Um, all right. So I think I'm, I'm a little more calm. I've got it off my chest a bit. I can now go to Key West, relax, and go chill Go to Key West, relax, have fun. We also have some breaking news that literally just happened. Wait, Looks right like uh, literally just happened. What's Looks it? like Jared Porter's final uh, oh. transaction with the Mets was acquiring Joey Lucchesi. He just got fired this morning. <laughs> so that was, what was it, 31 days? Uh, Yeah, roughly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw what was happening last night. Um, yeah. I was wondering what was going to happen today, and I guess that answers it. So he's donezo. So acquiring Joey Lucchesi is his lasting legacy. Wow. How about that? Could have been you, Ben Charrington. You could have kept him in. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That that's just awful. What you're hearing about that too? Yeah. Why are people such yeah. assholes? I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't send pictures of your of your junk to uh, to women unsolicited. <laughs> just bad move. Bad move. <laughs> People chill. I don't know. There's one thing about shooting your shot, too, yeah. but, like, come on. Right. right. Man, why do guys have to be – I don't know. Anyways, we'll move forward. Hopefully, hopefully he the used – organization. Fingers crossed. Hopefully he was at least using Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Joe. Where with code, with code <laughs> NS9Live. <laughs> code ns9 go get yourself some manscaped 20 percent off and uh keep that to yourself and, don't show everyone else it. don't don't yeah don't be like hey check out what i did with manscaped today look what i just got yeah. 
Yeah. No, keep that <laughs> private. Right. <laughs> Only if people want it. <laughs> Don't be going yes. to people's DMs. Don't be texting people. Only if they ask. All right. I think we can end with that. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say? Get off your chest, Jim. Nah, I think I'm good. You good? Um, yeah, it was fun watching Joe Musgrove here. I enjoyed him. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was a talented pitcher. So just to kind of give him a parting shot here, he, uh, he he was definitely the most consistent, like out of all of our guys over the past few years, someone you could rely on to to go out there and pitch, you know, six to seven innings pretty much every time he went out. So he he and, and that's where his value is. He's he's a, he's a good major league pitcher. So good luck to him in San Diego. Right. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. I think we lose sight of doing that as well. That's why it was like two hours later. I was like, you know, I should post about Joe Musgrove. And I did because yeah, like it's the right move, but man, he was a, he was a good dude. You know, he's definitely, he seems like he's an actual awesome guy, you know? Right. And right. He gets to go home. I love his attitude. How can you not be happy for him? Like, I'm sure Mm -hmm. he it seemed as if he liked Pittsburgh. You know, he was one of those guys that really embraced mm-hmm. the city. He was part of it. Um, the city, for the most part, to what it can do, embraced him to the level. Um, he had that attitude. But, yeah, like, right now he's going home to San Diego at a time where I don't think the Padres have ever been as hyped or as good as they are. Like, imagine going back to your hometown and not only are you just going back to your hometown, but this is the town, town that's getting all the hype right now. I mean, it's San Diego Padres. No one can mm-hmm. stop talking about them. How good they are. And you you have a chance now to not only be home. And San Diego is glorious, by the way. Like, you're also in San right. Diego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah. you really have a chance to compete for a championship over, you know, the next two years as he's under control for. So, yeah, I'm happy for him. Yeah, same here. I say, seemed like a good dude. He was always, he you know, he was kind of the first person to welcome Shelton. And I remember, I remember like mm-hmm. all the off-season videos and stuff that were on social media. So yeah, he seemed like a good dude. Seemed like he enjoyed Pittsburgh. And yeah, yeah, couldn't be couldn't be happier for him. It's got to be exciting for him to to go back to San Diego and he'll be on a team that will be competing for a World Series this year. And even more reason for us to watch the Padres. That's that's what we no are. reason for us to watch. The you know, we're only doing it to give you Joe Musgrove updates this year. That's all. That's the only reason why we're yes. you know nothing else, no other reason, just to give you the Joe Musgrove updates you you uh, desire. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> well, we're out of here. Uh, with that said, yeah, we likely won't have a show unless something happens and you and Tyler break down a podcast. Um, but if not, then of course we'll be back next week. We'll see y'all then. Bye bye. See ya.